Hello. Hi. I know what everybody's thinking. What are they thinking? We're alive. <laughs> we didn't die. Yeah. And I know you were concerned because of how many people were writing and writing us letters. and mm-hmm. uh, To our house, which is weird. Yeah. Like, reach, how'd you know? Right. Reaching out to <laughs> us. Like, hey, just checking in, making sure you're not dead. And we're not. Right. We're here. So, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so. Yes. We have been busy. Like, where does time go? It is crazy. With two kids, your job, just life. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever we get the chance to just spend time together, we do. We like to. Yeah. We even rarely get to like snuggle up and sit down and watch. Like we watch Ted Lasso and it's like every once in a while we get in an episode mm-hmm. and we're a bunch behind but we only get maybe one in a night if we were to get it in right right like it's like once every 10 days we can sit down and yeah. watch an episode or which something. that's a quality show but the- we also value sleep like i've been i made it a priority to be in bed by 10 p.m um i started in like january love it (laughs) even though we don't sleep at night we do we just get woken up um but it's and then it like got earlier for a while we were in bed by like nine and that was glorious and now it's like back to the 10 ish and i think we need to go back to the nine ish i disagree i think the sun goes down at nine now it's like 8 30 when the sun goes down i know but like the girls are up at 6 a.m. So I know, but there's got to be a balance to life because us going to bed at seven o'clock and cutting our summer short by two hours every night. Seven is not nine. Seven. Babe, we put the girls down at seven. We lose seven to nine. How do we lose seven? Oh, with them? Yeah, because wherever we're at, we got to leave at 630. We've been putting them to bed later the last couple of nights. Yeah, it's been 830. You have to. But guess what? What? Tula's still up at 5, 530. I know. She gets up a little later. She's our adventurous one. She gets into everything. Oh my gosh, that girl is on the go. She looks at you and she just... <laughs> Her little... <laughs> yeah, that like mischievous chuckle thing is hilarious. Um... But she's, yeah, it's interesting just how, like, how different your kids are. Um, She also nurses, like, a lot less than Jovi did at this stage. Like, she didn't nurse all day today. Like, we were out and about. And then when we were at your parents a little bit, I was like, she was just walking around. And I was like, Tula, do you want some latte? Then she was like, (laughs) 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 like, came over. But, like, nursed for, like, two seconds, then wanted to get up and go be busy again. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't care about it as much. So I'm wondering if she'll, like eventually self-wean because at night she's not even nursing that much anymore i'd say in the morning when she wakes up she probably nurses the most but it's just like morning nap night yeah and that's it yeah so i want to tell a funny well not funny but just a story Mm -hmm. i think it was two days ago um jovi is in a phase where she like screams as if she's getting murdered if she if like a blade of grass is on her foot yeah and it is so obnoxious and it's very difficult to deal with because it's extremely loud she's like very hard to it's not it's not long she just like will scream it's not like she's uncontrollable you know right right and i'm like where 
it like where did she learn to scream like this you know mm-hmm. oh come on so we're this in, is ridiculous I'm in, I'm in the shed and i just i hear jovi screaming and i'm like oh my god like our neighbors are gonna think that she's literally what like the worst thing possible is happening and then all of a sudden i hear you scream like you scream like and i'm like what is happening i knew what was happening in my head i'm like what is happening with my family right now and i'm like our our neighbors are going to call the cops just by the by the sheer terror in your guys's voice and i wasn't nervous i knew exactly what you're what you were screaming about and i knew jovi wasn't screaming about anything so i walk out and i try to get close to you guys and i'm like you guys need to stop screaming because our neighbors are gonna call the cops okay first so of all, so so jovi saw a piece of a blade of grass and you hutch was like going to sniff the bunnies that you've been like obsessing over right the last week which mm-hmm. is like at this point babe don't even get me started what don't even i'm sorry that i have compassion for god's creation i am all for compassion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the fact like how quickly you are more concerned about these bunnies than anything I've ever seen you concerned about. That's not true. It is true. It is not true. Um, but Jovi let Hutch out and I didn't see it. And then I hear her screaming and I come out and Hutch's face is like where the bunnies are. So then I come out screaming at him to like get out. But that's not where she learned it, babe. I normally don't scream so, like that. So here, so I've been thinking Like when about else it. have you ever heard me scream like that? I've been thinking about it. So you think that you need to like scream in order to get Hutch's attention. So you lower your voice and you you get really aggressive when Hutch is like messing with the girls or something like that. And you He doesn't listen to me unless I go Hutch. Right, but you you yell very loud when you do it. Stop. And um also you when they would nurse as babies any so anytime you get like a little bit hurt you scream i do not scream you're being so dramatic i do not even come close to screaming the way that i was screaming at hutch right but you that was like actually like i was screaming at him for sure that was the loudest i've ever heard you scream when i when before which i haven't done it in a long time i feel like what like when i get hurt or like i stub my toe you do it every day no i don't you do it every day I do not even come close to screaming. Okay. Every other day. This is so ridiculous. So when the girls I might would be loud bite. and be like, ah, like something right. like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That is not even compared to me screaming at Hutch. Right. But what I'm screaming saying. Screaming is so a, an aggressive word. Okay. For what I do. Okay. What I'm saying though is your reaction to any kind of no. remote pain is to yell. Mm-hmm. So now that's what our girls do. From no. from from birth, they've been no. used to you yelling as like a and like an appropriate response to anything. Because but you Jovi would, doesn't yell at pain. She yells if she thinks that she sees a bug and it's a piece of lint and right. she's freaking out. Right. Because she thinks it's an appropriate response because no. you yell at things I that you shouldn't yell at. I do not react the way that she does at all. Right. She's taking it to the next level whatever i'm blaming it on you <laughs> did you see me yell when i was in the most pain of my life 
giving birth to our daughter. No, you make noises that are equivalent to when you're experiencing the best pleasure of your life, which is It is very, very interesting so how strange. like birth noises are very similar to sex noises. <laughs> Extremely similar. Yeah. Yeah. They are the same. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening there. Right. But it is pretty pretty close. Like when when I look at you, I I see this is not the same. Obviously. Right. But if you were to close your eyes and not and be like, hey, <laughs> pretend you were somewhere else. Yeah, what's happening in this <laughs> environment? You'd be like, listen, this is one of two things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember you saying that like after the first one with Jovi, you were like, you know, like that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I've thought about that. And before, the way you sure. move too. Yeah, well, I mean, like you sway, you know, like you have a, a rhythm or a ritual and you kind of find that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. A lot of swaying, a lot of. Um, well, they say so what rocking. gets the baby in gets the baby out. So, like, sex positions are really. Who says that? Doulas, really? midwives. Yeah. Like, sex, like, sex can help get the baby out, but also sex positions are really good labor positions. Like, all fours is an amazing <laughs> position. <laughs> what? <laughs> It is. I always put clients in that. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different stuff. There's even a labor position called the flying cowgirl. So, yes. And what sex position is that? Um, it, You're on your side, but your legs are kind of back. It's it's interesting. But you have like um, a ball between your legs to help expand your hips. But it's called the flying cowgirl. Um, interesting. But, yeah. So... We say that like you should you're not supposed to just like maybe you did get pregnant just laying on your back but you shouldn't just lay on your back in labor like the other things help get the baby in the right position they help avoid things like shoulder well if you're a good christian uh couple then yeah you did get pregnant on your back okay you know what my mom always told me which is very interesting coming from your mom who like never talked to me about sex or anything like that she always said, like, you don't have sex till you get married. Like, that's it, right? You don't have sex till you get married. But then she'd say, whatever a man and a wife want to do in their own bedroom is completely up to them. Like, mm. there's no rules once you're married, basically. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks for that advice. Very interesting. Yeah. But I wonder how far you're allowed to take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's between you and your husband. That's what she said. Like mm-hmm. you guys then get to decide what what you want that world to be. Sure. You know. Um That sounds like a that sounds like a I don't know the word I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Um Liz is giving me hand motions over here. I am. We're doing like sign language to each other. So a couple of things really quick. There are times when I wish that you and I had like walkie talkies or something or like could just um, read each other's minds. Okay. Like especially when we are putting the girls down or Mm -hmm. something. Obviously a walkie talkie would be too loud. But I'm like I've sat there before and been like I wonder if Vito can read my thoughts like right now. And I'm like trying to call you with my head like Vito. (laughs) Like, I didn't have my phone with me, and I'm like, I wonder if we're, like, that connected. But apparently we aren't. No. I have been falling asleep in Joby's bed every night, and it's extremely uncomfortable because I'm twice the size of the bed. Yeah. We're going to switch that. 
and I, I can't do it. And then it's, I have like a pinched nerve either on my arm or my leg every time, and it is brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just so sweet. She's like, Papa, can you lay next to me? I know. I can't say no to that. I know. Right. You can't. I'm like, of course. I know when she asks me, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, you just. I love her so much. I know. She's sweet. Both our girls are. Both of them are really affectionate. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was at the zoo today with a friend and. I was like, yeah, both of our kids are really affectionate. Like, Vito and I are super affectionate. We're always like, what if we had a kid that wasn't? <laughs> I'd be like, just love me. <laughs> yeah. But I do also, like, respect Jovi. There's times where I'm like, can I have a kiss? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not like, no, give me a kiss right now. But she's always giving me kisses all the time. Yeah, I think there are times, though, where I remember as a kid where you you say things like no like i don't want a kiss or i don't want a hug but that's when you need it the most mm-hmm. and then when my mom would steal a kiss or a hug like you really feel loved yeah yeah i think it's situational. like if she was like okay i'd be like no hug me. like in my head no i need a hug right you know right i think it's situational. i always say air on the side of affection you do i tell myself that mm. i might not say it out loud yeah i've never heard you say that i say it a lot of very you know wise things in my head right right yeah uh-huh. i like to think i'm like an owl yeah <clears throat> well wise mm-hmm. wise right owls are wise yes okay obviously and they eat tootsie rolls tootsie pops tootsie pops yes yeah. which i like mm-hmm. no you don't candy i like candy okay um, we were talking the other night and we we're like, Ooh, this would be a good long haul episode. We were talking about happiness and first of all, like, what were you saying? Like, so we were watching Ted Lasso and, <clears throat> uh, what's the, what's the guy's the name? The wonder kid. The wonder kid. What's I, can't, I don't, I can't think of his name right now. Man, we've watched a hundred episodes of the <laughs> show. Um, so he's. He was like the the kit boy, and then ends up going to a different team as a coach. And then you don't have to tell the whole story; just him and his dad. Um, so either either way, like he he's very smart, but he's kind of like autistic or something. I don't know. And the and either way, so the dad he's kind of going through like this depression thing, and the dad is like, you know, he's like, I didn't know how to raise you. You were so smart. He's like, so I pushed you to do everything because you were so good at everything. And the dad was saying, you know, but. I didn't want you to be, I didn't know how to raise you. Mm-hmm. And all I want, all I wanted for you was just to be happy. And they had a moment, it was cute and whatever. And now, oh, okay, now we're bonding 30 years later, 40, whatever how old he is. And I was thinking, at least the people in my life and the people that I've talked to, everybody who has kids all they always say is they just want them to be healthy and happy. That's it. I don't care if my son or daughter does this or does that. I don't care. I don't care what they do. It could be a good person, but I just want them to be happy. If they're, I don't care who they like, you know what I'm saying? Anything. Just be happy. And it, it made me think because <clears throat> at least everybody that I know, and even like the things that we watch on TV or whatever, the the whole vibe is like happiness is this thing that everybody is searching for. Mm-hmm. And in the past generations, it was be successful and you'll be happy. 
Yeah. You know, like I come from an immigrant family and the whole thing was they were oppressed in Italy. There, there was, was poverty. There was no jobs. People were like, you know, it was a terrible living condition. So, of course, we're not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we don't have food. So then they, they took the risk. They came here and the whole thing was work hard, make money, uh, create a better life and a better life means happiness Mm -hmm. and what we've found is that's not the case right right what we've found is we've made an extremely easy life for ourselves here we've made a better life i mean america itself is just a place of in general right there obviously there are people from different economic backgrounds and everything but ultimately uh in general this is like a really good place to be. Everyone always says, oh, if you were born in America, you you hit the lottery. Yet we are like extremely unhappy. Yeah. And depression is through the roof. Anxiety is through the roof. Suicide. All these things are through the roof and seemingly only getting worse. Right. And, and our, but still our goal is just be happy. We just want to be happy. We want our kids to be happy. But we're going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So what's the disconnect? Yeah. What's happening? Why, if our goal is to be happy, why are we moving? Why are our results the opposite? Mm-hmm. And in in like an exponential way, we're we're moving in the opposite direction. And then right. It, you know, I mean, I have my thoughts. What do you think? Um. Well, I feel like we didn't necessarily talk about that before. We were talking about like happiness and like what did people like used to want for their kids and like what did that mean? And like when you were saying like most parents just want their kids to be happy, um, I'd say that I didn't grow up like that. I didn't grow up being taught that, told that. I feel like the majority of people in my life, my, you know, my circle as a kid, it wasn't ever about like, happiness or anything like that like they just wanted you to grow up loving god like and that basically happiness isn't that's almost like i don't know like if isn't you, that the same thing though because the whole thing with christianity is if you are a a, a child of god if you're a servant of i'm god, getting to that oh, okay go ahead yes, no i was gonna say like basically just want you to love god and like if you actually have like this deep meaningful relationship with him like you have this joy right. that can't be taken away so it was more like joy not happiness um but basically my parents are like we just want you to grow up and love jesus and like meet a guy who does the same mm-hmm like they don't care if you have money or not or if you like whatever. It's just basically about your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but is, isn't that the so, sort of the same thing? Not necessarily. I do think like a deep founded joy is different than happiness. I find happiness to be like temporary. Like, you know, like it's an emotion that kind of comes and goes. Right. Um, whereas joy is something that is more deeper. Um, but I also I think we're disconnected from both. People right. aren't finding joy, and I, and I in, think that we don't have, we we don't have the clarity between the two. I think when people right, say, "I right. just want you to be happy," we all understand that happiness comes and goes. Mm-hmm. We all understand that sadness comes and goes, right? But we still 
like when when your parents say, "Oh, just love G- love God, love Jesus." What they're saying is you're going to have an easier, hap- more joyful life if you focus on your relationship with God over ever anything. Right. And my parents never told me, "Oh, just be happy." They told me what they thought was going to make me happy, which was right. Do good in school, go get a job, get security. Right. And then inadvertently i'll be happy they never said go be happy what i don't care what you do be happy they said right do you know which that's like kind of what we were talking about before like what do parents like tell their kids you know like i had um an interview on the podcast last week and we were talking about like going to college and stuff and she was you know we had like a very brief conversation in there about people who are like well my dad was a doctor i was a doctor my kid's gonna be a doctor and they like push certain things on Mm -hmm. them or i think Mm -hmm. even like well you have to go to college like, I don't think you should force your kids into that. I think that if they have that opportunity and that's something that they want to do, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but they're 18. You know what I mean? Like, they're so young. Like, you have to do something. Like, you and I have had this conversation. It's yeah, not like, that's a whole different conversation. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. you, you can't just do nothing. But, um, but, you know, yeah, a different conversation. But, like, I think we do kind of push our ideas. So, like, your family's idea of happiness was you need to be have security you need to make sure that you have security um and I wasn't really taught that like my family's was you need to have faith you know and and so I think we do kind of like push these things but you you have to find it definitely for yourself and I do think that we do have this huge disconnect and I think a huge part of that is the society that we live in now the instant gratification the um I think our cell phones is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. I think social media is a huge part of it. It's our whatever I want, I have on demand instantly. Mm -hmm. Whatever movie I want to want, I can rent it right now and watch it. Mm -hmm. I can buy it on Amazon Prime or whatever. You know, like anything I want, I can have that day or the next day. And so I think that we've, we've just kind of been disconnected because you get these like little hits constantly. Yeah. Um, and then comparison creeps in when you have cell phones, when you have whatever you're constantly seeing what other people are doing and comparing. And I've heard this phrase so many times that that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Like when I can think I'm killing it as a mom and then I go on Instagram and I'm like, oh, well, she made sensory bins for her kids and her house is clean and blah, blah. And it's like, you don't know. Yeah, that you don't disaster know anything. Could, could be behind the camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like there is one person that I follow that I know um she has like a large following and um and super 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 nice and I didn't know this but ended up in a different way like finding out. I mean, she has professional cooks, she has professional cleaners, she has nannies, she has and I'm like, "Well, no wonder her content's always amazing." Mm-hmm. You know? But it'd be easy to see her videos and be like, "Man, like all this stuff looks so put together all the time and it's like well, yeah, if I had, <laughs> if I had all this too, I would probably look a little more put together. Um, but you also don't know what they're going through and you don't even know if these people are happy. So like, why are you comparing? Like you have to, I think we're disconnected from each other, like families, husbands and wives, parents and their children. Yeah. Like I, I've been seeing this video clip kind of recycled that most parents spend less than 35 minutes a day a day of interaction with their kids, of actual interaction, because it's, I'm making dinner, they're doing what, like when we're actually face to face. Mm. 
and you're not just falling asleep in a bed. Mm. It's less than 35 minutes a day. It used to not be like that. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge part of it. Yeah, I do think that the like the extreme path that we're going in where it seems like everything is very extreme with anxiety, depression, just the the path that it's going. I think you're very, you're spot on. I do believe that with the comparing and the access to the internet, the access to everybody's life, everything's fake. I don't get the, like how research is showing like middle school. Um, I think it's like right now, like 150 teens take their life a day right that's what i'm um, saying it, it's the but extreme yet the aspect. parents aren't protecting them and that's like a whole other issue too but it's like the research is showing a direct link to having a smartphone and to having social media and these things happening yeah but yet they're like mom everybody else does it and they're like okay yeah so um yeah i agree with you i do think that the, this plays a huge role i think uh in conjunction with that I don't know if that word works there. It does. Okay. <laughs> I job, love <laughs> I love using big <laughs> words and I never know when to use them, but I, I'll throw them out there and just kind of see if someone, they'll be like, yeah, I know what you're saying. You're not saying it right, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that it started before cell phones, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think what happened is <clears throat> people were sold on this idea that America was... I don't know. It's hard for me because I come from an immigrant family. So I'm kind of, I start from like two generations ago, mm-hmm. but as far as the societal, the societal belief that if you work hard, you can be and do anything and su- you can succeed at no limit. Mm-hmm. So and, and as Americans were sold this dream that, um, you can be anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that. I do. I, I do think that this country allows you to do that. I, However, I think that that dream is sold as this is the key to everything you want in life. Mm-hmm. And we think, we convince ourselves that, oh, if I just had this, then I would be happy. If I just had this car, I'd be happy. There, there's like a... a a meme that it's not a meme it's a it's an old graphic where it's like this homeless guy uh sitting on a bench and he's sitting next to a guy who's riding a bike and he's like man if i just had a bike and the guy on the bike is looking at the guy in the car and he's thinking man if i just had a car Mm -hmm. and the guy in the car is looking at the guy who's got the sports car he's like man if i just had the sports car and the guy in the sports car is looking at the guy on the yacht he's like man if i just had a yacht Mm-hmm. So we understand that nothing is ever enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever enough. So, we're, but we've bought into this idea that oh, if I just had this thing, then I'd be happy, and we believe it. If I just made a hundred thousand, if I made two hundred, if I was Instagram famous, if I had my own business, if I had whatever, then I would be happy. And this is from generations ago, and we've we've we're totally bought in. We're sold. Like, this is it. So we look at happiness as like this thing that comes when other things are achieved. So it's not something that we can control. It's not something you could even work on. It do, It's not even something that, man, if I was living on the streets poor, I wouldn't even want to be happy. Right? Like, why would I be happy? 
And I think that there's this thing that we are just, we don't know how to be happy and we're not intentional about making it a priority. Whether you want to call it happiness or joy, whatever you want to call it, we want these, we all want the same things, just deep satisfaction with life, right? Like we want to be able to every day feel good and we can, but we don't know how. And we think that the way to get there is a certain way and it's the wrong way. Right. But we've all, we all bought in that this is it. Yeah. Just get, just become. And then you start comparing, look, look, they have, look at the house they have or the food they eat. Oh, if I just was able to eat all organic, then it's, it's these foods that are making me unhappy. Mm -hmm. It's the government. It's my neighborhood. It's whatever. Right. I mean, and you hear people like Jim Carrey or whatever who says, like, I wish everyone could experience rich, faint, what is it? Rich, yeah. Fame? What am I trying to say? You wish everyone could be rich and famous. Rich so and could, famous yeah. so that they could see that this isn't it. And and you hear, like, so many famous people say stuff like that. Um, and and they're not necessarily happy either. You yeah. know, like, that's not that's not what it is. And I definitely agree with what you're saying. When you're saying like, we don't know how to be happy. It's like, I think a huge part of that is being present, you know, like when your kids are doing something fun or cute, like making sure you're paying attention and connecting and being a part of it too. You know, I think that that's really important. And, and I definitely agree with what you're saying. I don't feel like I like, grew up that way though or like necessarily bought into it what what i'm saying is most people and yeah. i know i know it happened in your family it wasn't a it wasn't a focus yeah it wasn't like me and you value this mm-hmm. and we value emotional intelligence mm-hmm. not saying that we're right or or better or whatever but it's, it is important for me and you that we don't let our emotions control us and that we teach our kids how to handle their emotions, emotional intelligence. Yeah. So when our girls are sad, it is okay to be sad and it is okay to be sad. Mm -hmm. And here's how you can use it for good. And here's how you can move forward, whatever you want to do with it, but understand it. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, you know, being the, you know, drawing the best circle or whatever, but we focus on like, the joy in life like what makes what makes our kids light up and let's do more of that and it's not did you do this did you do that did you do this Mm -hmm. it's like how can we experience each other today Mm -hmm. that's our focus right well like we're here to experience life with each other right like that's what i want to do i really just want to experience life with you and the girls and you know yeah. That's it. <laughs> love and love and love and connection, I believe, is our deepest need. Yeah. So <clears throat> Well, that's why so many who, people are lost now too, because you don't have connection. You have fake connection. Well, we don't have a connection with the people that are closest to us. Right, exactly. And that's very, very important. Like that like I said, that's our number one priority. Do we want to be able to work from home and make millions of dollars? Sure. 
hundred percent. Why not? I would love it. I mm-hmm. would love it if I could. But also the reason whatever. why we want to do that is so that we can spend more time together. Right. It's not. It's not to live in a different house or drive a different car. No. Or anything like that. It's no. So that we can be together. Right. I. The I love love spending time with you and as much as we can get on each other's nerves like we don't really right we really i really i really enjoy your time yeah you know and i and i i really enjoy being with the girls like i I, for me i i find it that's where i get my most joy Mm -hmm. so yeah i work my butt off and you work your butt off and we sacrifice you know we have each do multiple projects and, and i know we said on the last project uh podcast we're doing a couple scores like we are we have it in the works and we're like really going for it and i think it's going to be great mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as much as it's like you know like we are we we still do have ambition but it is like we don't miss the opportunities to just enjoy each other Right. Or like when Joby says something cute, like we always hear it mm-hmm. and we look at each other and smile, you know, and like, oh, wasn't that beautiful or mm-hmm. whatever. Even if, even when chaos is happening around, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I just, I hope that because it's all what we want, like that love and connection, that, that joy, that maybe we can have a societal shift of like, hey, this is the focus. Yeah. And this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. I think Rain Wilson has a show out now, or it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, really know what it's about, but something yes. about bliss. He like travels oh, okay. the world and and tries to find bliss or something like that. Okay. But I don't even think bliss is it. No, I don't I mean, think I bliss think is that's... realistic. I mean, you can you can feel it for sure. There's I've moments felt of it. it. Yeah, but I think just genuine love connection. Well, and I think and like, appreciation, it's like as you get older, like when you were a kid, when you were a kid, I feel like as a kid, there were just so many moments that made you happy, you know, like or like, I don't know, just growing up, you know, things that you felt like so excited about or so happy about. And like, it's like as an adult, when was the last time that you felt that? Right. You know, like we do get caught up in the grind, even like motherhood okay, well, I need to make breakfast. I need to clean it up. I need to think of what we're going to do today. I need to pack snacks. I need to pack diapers. You know, like it's just you have a million things on your mind that it is really hard to stop and just enjoy. Right, And nothing is ever enough. Right. There's always the next thing that needs to be done. For sure. I have, we like have more a responsibilities. million projects right. that need to be done. Right. So as you grow up, you have more responsibility that, that is weighing on you. And then again, because we tell ourselves, oh, in order for us to like relax or not be stressed, everything needs to be done. And it's like, and and you know me, I'm Mm -hmm. very much get it done because a clean house is a clean mind. Like I am not saying put life, you know, put the responsibilities of life on the back burner, but you can do things and still enjoy each other and still enjoy life. We can organize the office and, and do it in a way that is connecting it sounds crazy it sounds stupid but it's true well i think you can also the reverse is true sometimes it's like you know what let's just intentionally spend time together and things are gonna have to wait like you don't always have to be doing something and make it a connecting thing there's times to like be like you know what 
yes, I have stuff to do because I always have stuff to do. Right. But let's just hang out. Right. And I think that's where the focus needs to be, right? The focus is on happiness. Yeah. And like what makes you happy? You know, like I think that a lot of people might not even be sure about that. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, a lot of the guys that I work with that I coach, uh, it is this it is this disconnect of I don't have confidence. I don't like I just wanna be I wanna be able to like walk in a room and and be confident or like command it or whatever. Like be the guy who can that everyone is drawn to or whatever it is. And it's like we don't even know what causes that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I can help you get there. I know I know what causes it. It's inner peace. That's all confidence is, is I don't need your approval. Right. I don't need anybody's approval. And the way that starts is your inner talk. Mm-hmm. What do you, a, a lot of guys are very self-deprecating. Like, it, And nobody ever asks guys how they're doing. Yeah. It's just in our society. Yeah. Guys are just thrown, and this is not a poor man cry. Right, right. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And every time I talk with someone who a a young man or or a guy in his 30s who like has a confidence issue it's just like asking them well what do you tell yourself like what what do you like about yourself like what do you mean what i like about myself it's not even a thought yeah it's never i've never even thought of that Mm -hmm. but then as soon as they start thinking about it oh i do like this or i don't like that okay well you you know and then we work through it whatever it is but the confidence part is easy yeah. Once you realize it's like, hey, be nice to yourself. Tell yourself, like you said, you wanted to put that Bible verse up somewhere in our house. Whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever. Yeah. Think on these things. Mm-hmm. It's huge. But yeah. we don't focus. That's not something we're taught as a society. Even in. Right. Focusing on the good. Right. Now yeah. with politics, growing up, it was never don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics. And now all we talk about is uh, politics. And it's like, name me a politician, any of them. There's thousands. Name me any politician who is focused on the good. Right. Zero. Right. Zero. These are the leaders of our communities. These are our mayors, our governors, whatever. Zero percent of them are talking about what is good. This is what's good. This is what we should grow on. Yeah. We need to focus on what's good about our, our neighbors, what's good about the people in our community. I think that like that also goes back to like the instant news and everything that we have, like what we consume within being five minutes on our phone. Well, our it, grandparents consumed in a month and we're on our phones for hours a day. Yeah. And we're not meant to take in that much information. And so I think also protecting that i think i i have a hard time because there's like i want to be aware of what's going on in the world but i also don't want it to consume me or to take over you know or anything like that honestly when it comes to politics i don't know a lot anymore i just well and if it bleeds it leads right so it's it's the bad the worst things are going to be what's out there because it gets the most clicks it gets Mm -hmm. the most views it gets the most interaction, and that's what the name of the game is. Right. Can I get more people to interact with me? Right. Like, there's this um, website that I go on. Um, 
I don't. I got it bookmarked, so I don't know the name. Good News Network oh, uh-huh. or something like that. And it's just good news articles. Yeah. But you would th- you would hope that this website would be the number one website on the internet, and it probably gets. Right. Well, like what's crazy is parents now are so much more paranoid over everything. Like, I saw this lady on Instagram like saying like when she goes to the park with her kids, she puts these tracker devices on them, like all these things and what she does to make sure that they're safe. And I was watching it being like, this sounds a little crazy to me. Like just going to the park with your kid. You're like, you're not at Disney world. Mm -hmm. You're just at a park. Mm -hmm. And that's like what she does. And I'm like, she has to have like no inner peace. Cause that's like so much anxiety. But like when you talk to people in law enforcement and stuff like that, our kids are way safer now than we were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But people don't think that because of the amount of stuff that we're consuming. Right. Because you, you know every single thing right. that happens. Right. Whereas w- when we were younger, you didn't. Right. You know of a kidnapping in a, in, a, in a state that's on the opposite side of the country as you. So you're like, see, look, they're kidnapping Right. We all, all heard kids. about like some of the major cases when we were younger growing up. But like overall now, it's not like our kids are way safer. They're like, that's, those numbers are way down and things like that. But I'm like, I, I thought that that was just like kind of crazy, you know, just to put trackers on your kids, like going to the park. Like, and also then what are you teaching them? Like you trust nothing, you trust no one, you whatever. And I agree, obviously you have to have conversations with your kids with stranger danger and things like that. I almost got kidnapped. I know that story terrifies me. Yeah. And that's where we live. Yeah. Well, it's anywhere. anywhere. Right, right. It's any, even in small towns. Right. Didn't it almost happen to you twice? No, I was left at a park once. And then one time, <laughs> this guy's like, I think I've told this story told, on this podcast. I don't yeah. know if you told it on here, but I've heard it. Um. So, I forgot how old I was, but me and my buddy were, we used to run around. The, the, my neighborhood was full of kids. Yeah. So, we would just run around. There was no phones and stuff. There was no, none of that. We would just run around house to house, to mm-hmm. the park, mm-hmm. everything. And then when dinner was ready, I would hear a whistle. Like, that's just how I knew to get home. My mm-hmm. my mom or my dad would whistle. And then we'd be like, we would just stop dead in our tracks. And then we would get quiet. And then we'd hear it again. And we're like, all right, I got to go home. Mm-hmm. So my buddy and I were, we were young. And we were running around doing whatever. Man, nothing. Just running around. And this guy pulls up and he's like, hey, he, he, he knew our name he knew our name and he's like uh your mom's in the hospital she told me to come get you both you guys and we looked at each other and we're like what is what what do my mom's in that you know kind of like what's going on and he's like get in the you know come on let's let's go we gotta go they she she told me to come get you and we looked at each other and we were just like i think we both shook our head no and just took off running the opposite way but he was like, I mean, we were not far from him. Like we were in the driveway, he was in the street, so maybe thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Like he could have, he could have just gotten out and gotten us. Um, and uh, we just took off running, and I was like, we. I ran back to my house, and my mom was there, and you know, my buddy was with me, and we were like, this guy said the, and she, you know, she was obviously like, oh, thank God, you guys came home. Don't, you know. But uh, yeah, but what you're saying about trusting, like, what are we teaching our kids to? trust which i'm i have a i have a problem trusting for yes, sure no you trust no one ever but also there's there's clearly a certain level of trust that that makes our society work 
Right. right. Like if we but had, if we had zero. I think we're getting to a place where we don't have any because we're yeah. seeing so much. So it's yeah, like, I, agree. I don't know if um, some guy taps on my car window, if he's going to shoot me or not because yeah. of the content that I'm consuming constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've always been a very trusting person and I'm getting to where I'm not as much. Whereas I think like with having kids, some of that just happens anyways, our jobs to protect them. So, you know, that's what I'm thinking. It's not just me anymore. Um, But I also think that, I mean, there is more good in the world than evil. Far more. Right. There are more people willing to help you than harm you. Right. Um, So, you know, just trying to think of that. And th- and those are things that like I've thought of before. I'm like, what if something happened and I had to run to somebody's door and knock on it? Are they going to help me or are they just going to shoot me? Like, I don't know. You know, like because yeah. of the content that I'm consuming. Right. Yeah. You read like yeah, so, five stories or whatever that happened in a week. It's like, right. yeah, I guess it's possible, but. Right. That's, you know, it's just like, but before like you, you wouldn't have even really thought about that. Right. So it's. Yeah, I think that that also plays into it too. Like if you're living into happiness and joy, it's like if I'm living in a world where everyone's out to get me mm-hmm. or you can't trust anybody, like what type of a world is well, that Well, trust is in? huge because right like in Denmark, the they leave their kids outside when they go shopping. If the kids are sleeping in the stroller, they're, they're left Sweden, in, the, in, Denmark. The, in the streets. Yeah. Like they just have a tr- genuine trust in each other. They have a, a sense of community. Like they have shared values. They have shared goals and... I feel like here we just, we really don't. And we're sold on this idea of this is how you live life. Mm-hmm. And um, the results are not there. Right. The results are opposite. And I right. think that I hope that we can change it around and mm-hmm. have a focus. And I do think that the course that we've made, we got like the outline and, and all the stuff we were putting it in stuff. It, it is focused on connection love and connection and the family and i do think that that helps branch out to um trust and 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 shared values and compassion and like people who you vehemently disagree with you can still find something right that you can but you know that's got to be a focus like hey i totally disagree with you here but man i like i respect you as a person and, and this and that like you know I'm, right. will, I'm willing to listen to you just so that you feel heard because it, it feels good to be to be heard you right. know right instead of like no you're the problem this you know mm-hmm. right so totally i'm excited for the opportunity for it because i've seen it i've seen it with the people i've worked with i see it with the people that you talk to i see it in our daily interactions there's there's the glimpses of of hope um but i do think it's going to take a conscious effort to get the results that we actually want. Right. We we all know our goal. Yeah. It's to live a good life and be happy. But the results that we're getting are opposite. Right. So besides family, what's something that makes you happy? You. I'm family. Oh. Um. A manicured lawn. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Landscaping. I was just, just today, I was talking to my brother about it. I go, I, I said, if I had, I I said, I would rather have a small cookie cutter home with immaculate, beautiful landscaping than I would like this beautiful, intricate home and zero landscaping. Yeah. 
to me then you don't want to live in vegas no no we've had this conversation no it's just all rocks sand and rocks yeah like right you can do it right there's I've people seen, who do yeah right. i've seen some but it's like for the most part yeah now. i was like i wonder because we were i was doing the mulch today and i was helping my brother we were doing the mulch and i was like i wonder how much money i have to make before i start paying for a landscaping service yeah because i enjoy it i enjoy cutting the grass i don't enjoy pulling weeds and all of that the landscaping part of it right I love the smell of fresh grass. Right. Oh my god! I know, and I love the smell of cigarettes in the summer. And I've that's never smoked said. a cigarette in my life. I know that's so funny. And my dad used to smoke, and I hated it. Yeah. But in on a hot day, you a get a freshly, whiff of it. A freshly lit cigarette. Yeah. It's like I'm like oof. It's like smelling. It's so funny. It's like smelling it has to be some like some sort of memory trigger for you. It's got to be. It's like smelling a Cinnabon store. That's not even. It's close, so but. strange. Yeah. Um. What about you? Being in nature. Yeah. I just love being in nature. Yeah. What kind? Um, Any. Just being like, I mean, yeah, maybe not like necessarily just in our backyard, but um, like on a hike, like somewhere where you can just kind of like disconnect and you're just like really taking in yeah. nature. I also really love music. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Music makes me happy. Um, It's hard not to say your family. Right. But, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear from people, like, what makes them happy. Yeah. Or what, um, what's something you're going to consciously try to do to, like, work toward joy. Or, like, start noticing, like, maybe what is in your way of joy. If, like, consuming certain content is and we'll messing have this with your in peace our course. or joy, then we'll work, watch it. We'll work through this in our course, too. Because yeah. there are ways to be happy i had a long conversation with your dad one night mm -hmm. and for like a month afterwards he left and everything and for like a month afterwards he was doing the things that i was telling him to do or just yeah. what we were talking about and it seemed like yeah people noticed a, a, a change right and it's like there there are ways to mm -hmm. do this mm -hmm. and we will talk about them right right i'm excited yeah me too all right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of The Long Haul. Yeah. We didn't die. No, we're still we're, here. We're here. And we're having another baby. <laughs> you said it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. That makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. We got this. We got we'll it. talk more about it in another episode. Totally, yeah. Just dropping a bomb. Have a good week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>